This is Wiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine. Oh, yeah. This is Wiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Wiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Don, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Knocked Up Wiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Cheers! Hi, this is Wiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie, on Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Wiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Whiffers. Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song. But mostly wine and writing. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And tonight's show is the first of our last set of shows. All requests mm-hmm. from the Whiffers, and tonight we're going to talk about, appropriately enough, endings. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not actually the first of our last, it's like the third of our last. Isn't it? Third of our last. Is I don't it? know. You're confusing me. Don't do math. You know how I am There will with the be math. no math on Will Write for Wine. <laughs> One of the few things I can count on is that there's no math in this show. I know. I, I don't know. We've we got agree. two more shows. This is the third to last. Right, right. And yeah, we were going to have, have more, but I... What but happened we've last... We've had, like, yeah, we've had issues. You yeah. Had technical difficulties, but your house yes. was rewired this <laughs> well, week. Well, it's it's technically not rewired. I thought they were the, supposed to rewire it because your phone kept cutting out in the middle. I know. The, the cable is actually stretched from my house out to the pole. Oh, it's right. It's sitting on top of the lawn. Okay. Yes. So, well, uh, yeah. So, which is which is uh, little flags all along, so that my husband doesn't run over it with the lawnmower, which would cause all sorts of different problems, right? So. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, yes. We well, won't anyway, even go into be, that because he's be already in trouble with the uh, lawnmower. So. <laughs> okay. Lawnmower. Go buy one. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> One of those darts, those tranquilizer darts. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see my husband, his head tilted sideways, and he's oh like driving gosh. off the road. You know what? Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't like broadcast that because I believe anything said here can be used against you in a court of law. <laughs> I think if you broadcast the <laughs> desire to kill your husband, it's just a tranquilizer dart. Happened, to Ed. <laughs> It's only a tranquilizer. Di- Sooner or later, oh, he'll you don't wake want to up. kill him. You just want to tranquilize him. Yes. Okay. Oh, totally different. Yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. And if anybody out there is uh, qualified to be Sam's legal counsel, feel free to contact us. <laughs> oh, boy. We're starting early. We are, right? All right. So uh, that's all later in the podcast. So <laughs> wine goes first. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Well, tonight I have a 2007 uh, Lindemann's Sauvignon Blanc out of South Africa. You know, anybody who mm. listens knows how much I love my Lindemann's. It's cheap and Australian, and, you know, they've got good the looking. green one. I yep. just love all this cheap Australian. <laughs> really good looking. Has nice legs. <laughs> it's actually technically a wine term. Uh, but anyway, so I went to the store looking for something, you know, cool for the next uh, podcast, and I found this, but it's out of South Africa and not out of Australia. Apparently, Lindemann's is doing so well, based mostly on my business. Probably. <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> that they're branching out into other uh, other areas. So I'm very excited about a, a South African wine. I think that's uh, kind of exotic. That is. So um, anyway, the wine notes are crisp mineral textures with vibrant ruby grapefruit, melon, and stone fruit flavors. And let me just say, that's how you write your wine notes. Yes. You know, short to the short, point. Short, sweet, simple, to the point. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. It's the way we like it. <laughs> And uh, anyway, it's 12.6% alcohol mm -hmm. and uh, $7.99 a bottle, which, oh, can you beat that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and you know what? I love it. Yay. I love it. Remember that one, the Aqua Fresca, Aqua Fresca, yes. uh, not Australian, Chilean wine that I love, 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 but yes. I can only get through my wine strike. Right. Well, this is so reminiscent of that that if I had two <gasps> glasses next to each other, I'm not sure I'd be able to tell the difference. Interesting. It is so close, and I love it. And it's Ooh. cheap, uh -huh. and I don't have to get it through the mail. I and let me guess. I my local liquor store. Hmm? Five? Oh, oh, dude, totally. Oh. <laughs> totally. If I give it five and a half, I would give it five and a half. <laughs> Good. I am loving this bottle of wine. I mean, Excellent. it is absolutely the perfect bottle of wine for me. I feel like I've I've found kind of my your soulmate soul wine. in wine. Exactly, yes. my soul wine. <laughs> <laughs> Which so sounds anyway, much worse than it really is. I know. So how are you doing? <laughs> what Good. Do you got tonight? Good. Well, tonight I have a Spanish wine. Mm -hmm. No, not from Elwyn, from my local <laughs> wine store. <laughs> I don't see Elwyn anymore because I moved to another building, so oh, now I have to email him all the we time. We miss you, Elwyn. I know. Love I know. you, Elwyn. Yep. <laughs> so in, in honor of Elwyn, I am drinking yes. a, <laughs> a 2002 uh -huh. uh, Pago. Oh, is that right? Pa yeah, Pago San Miguel mm -hmm. Viña Al Alarba. <laughs> oh, man, I so oh, need a dear. Spanish class. Oh, dear, don't make us get Yeah, really. <laughs> Red wine from Spain. Excellent. Excellent, yes. Mm -hmm. The wine notes from the bottle are aromas of ripe peaches and dark fruits, fruits uh, such as plums, uh -huh. Uh -huh. cherries, and blackberries are balanced in the glass by hints of chocolate and sweet spices. Mm -hmm. On the palate, you will find a well-structured wine, meaty with sweet tannins and a long finish. Okay, see, that's good, too. That's it's not good, quite too. as succinct as mine. It's got a little extra information, but it's all yes. straightforward, and it's all stuff that you would find in a wine. Right, right. You know, yep. there's no burning toast or anything. No. Know, but yeah, yeah, so um, so how do you like it? Well, I love it. <gasps> Yay! You know, of, of course, they had me at chocolate. Uh, you know, uh, here's a note. Here's here's a little cue for mm -hmm. all of you wine writers out there. Mm -hmm. Put the word chocolate in your notes. Right. It will sell. I promise <laughs> it'll sell. Either it tastes like chocolate or you can serve it with chocolate. Yes. Or you can, there's just no wine that won't yeah. be made better by chocolate. So, you know, I pretty much ignored the wine notes uh -huh, past uh -huh. that. Right. Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. <laughs> but it's very, very good. Uh -huh. The website is not on the bottle. And you know uh, what? Mm -hmm. Screw it. If you can't put your website on the bottle, I'm not chasing it down. <laughs> I'm done. Only 57 episodes 57 to get there. episodes is my limit. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's 13.5% alcohol. Uh -huh. um, it's 16.99 a bottle. Ooh. 
So it is a little pricey. However, mm-hmm. it tastes like a twenty-five dollar bottle of wine. I'm giving well, it then, five. You're saving eight bucks right glass, there. So five there glasses. Five glasses oh, from me. Two five glass bottles tonight. This is I awesome. Know. We're I gonna know. be so toasted by the <laughs> We're going to be like, dude, I love the Love you, man. I know. (laughs) Like every week after the podcast, we sit there and we chat and now I'm putting the podcast together and she's doing all the website stuff and we start talking about, I love you, man. Oh, yeah. You're like the best friend ever. (laughs) Every week we do that. I know. (laughs) And it never gets old. It doesn't. (laughs) At least not for us. I'm sure the workers are like, all right, move on. We get it. You really enjoy each other. All right, fine. All right. Well, now we've gotten all that taken care of and Mm -hmm. out in the open. It's time for our weekly PSA, and we'll be right back. All righty then. (laughs) Love you, man. Love you, man. (laughs) This is Wiffer Karen from Connecticut. As we all struggle to find balance in our lives and cope with the withdrawal symptoms associated with the end of the Will Write for Wine podcasts, Wiffers may find that a glass of wine every now and then helps us cope. But as we begin to reach out to each other in consolation, please keep in mind that the United States of America has a number of strange state laws that must be observed. For example, no matter how much you may wish to send a Kentuckian whiffer a bottle of wine, be advised that if you send it as a gift, you could be sentenced to five years in prison. Or if coping means a vacation is in order and your destination is Ohio, remember it is against the law to get a fish drunk. Or maybe a trip to Fairbanks, Alaska is the ticket. If so, please, no matter how much they beg, no wine for the moose. It's illegal to serve them alcohol, lest they start running down tents. Perhaps you might decide to cope by seeking a career in wine label writing. If so, and you happen to live in Maryland, you must obtain certification with the state as an alcohol beverage writer. And whatever state you live in, never, never use the word refreshing to describe wine. It's banned by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And finally, if you're thinking of starting your own podcast, please be sure to let us know. But be careful about podcasting from Pennsylvania wineries. Public intoxication is a crime. And now, back to Sam and Lonnie. It's been an awesome run. Welcome back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And that was Karen from Connecticut who gave us that awesome PSA. Karen, oh, thank you loved so it. much. It's so wonderful. Cute. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And this is Will Write for Wine, B-Block, Take Two. (laughs) Take Two. (laughs) So my computer keeps (laughs) cutting. Like, we finished the whole whole thing. It lets you record the whole thing. And it's like, oh, no, no, don't you worry. Everything's fine. I'm just sitting here. I'm recording. Everything's fine. And then as soon as I stop the recording, Mm -hmm. it just crashes. And there's no way to get any of that back. I mean, I've tried. Maybe we should just keep recording, like, the whole thing. Oh, my God. Would that be, like, horrible or what? Oh, yeah. Well, the last one, we're going to do like that. We're doing it straight Mm -hmm. through, like, an hour and a half. And if it dies, (laughs) I will have to shoot myself in the head. Oh, no. Can you imagine? I know. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, I think what what the whiffers we get is my voice. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Be like, you know. Oh, oh, oh. I could just use yours and re-record mine answering all your stuff. (laughs) <laughs> just play along after we've is it been drinking wine yeah right exactly which I would know, be which is really good. funny <laughs> all right oh uh-huh. well our question this week is an mp3 from gretchen so Yay, thank gretchen. you gretchen yes and we here we go hear your voice yep. hey lonnie and sam this is gretchen from arlington virginia i'm a new listener and i find your podcast very entertaining i was wondering if you could tell me when's a good time to start a p.o box 
Should I start it before I submit my manuscript or wait until after I've been published? Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Well, thank you, Gretchen. Mm -hmm. um, getting a P.O. box is something you do when you have a need for it, basically. I mean, I got mine right after I got published, and I needed a place for all the copious amounts of fan <laughs> mail I was going to get. Which, I mean, I have to say, in, like, five years I've had this P.O. box, um, I've gotten, like, three pieces of mail. Yeah. Like, everything else is always, like, you know, advertisements for the local grocery store. Whatever, oh, the Penny yeah. Saver is, Penny Saver loves me. They're huge mm -hmm. fans. I get stuff from them all the time. Um, but, I mean, basically, it's just a place, you know, for you to, to not have your, you know, um, your actual physical address out there in public. You have, mm -hmm. a, you have a P.O. box just in case. Um, so when dealing with publishers, though, I mean, I always use my regular home address, so it really doesn't matter. I mean, it, you know, the only reason to get a P.O. box is if you're, you know, people want to send you mail in, you know, regular snail mail. But I have to say, like, I've, like I said, I've gotten like three pieces of mail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I've gotten like, you know, everything in email, all my fan mail and email. So right. I think that most people are emailing that kind of thing now. Mm -hmm. Cause well, it's just so I, much easier. Yeah. And I, I, exactly the same as you. I've yeah. had mine mm -hmm. for like eight years and I've gotten mm -hmm. like maybe six things that have <laughs> anything to do with, with my writing mm -hmm. career. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I use mine for readers, but like you said, mm -hmm. everybody emails. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and all the publisher and agent stuff comes directly to my home address, which mm -hmm. is really mm -hmm. important. You don't want to give them your PO address because, you know, they'll be sending you manuscripts it's got to come to your house. Because then you'll have to actually check the P.O. box. Yes, like all that. the time. I check mine once every like six months. <laughs> <laughs> and they love me at the post office. They're like, you know, you really need to empty that out. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? Just throw it away. Just throw it away. <laughs> I don't want the penny saver. Throw it away. I know. There's sometimes I open the door and it's so packed full of stuff. Like, Apologies holy crap. to penny saver. <laughs> <laughs> and the post office, because you said yours costs fourteen dollars a year. Yeah, mine's like fourteen dollars a year, something mine's like that. It's 58 crazy. Fifty-eight dollars a year. Oh, forget 58. it. Come share mine. I know. Come well, share you know mine. What? That's what I was thinking. That's a great idea. Oh, and then they can send you know fan mail to both of us yes. at the same time. <laughs> We're used to getting joint fan mail through Woodwright for Wine, so what else is new, right? <laughs> so, yes, share right. it with your whole – get your local yes. RWA chapter. Everybody go in on a P.O. box. You know, that's a great it. idea. That's Honestly, a great idea. really, because mm -hmm. the only reason I have it is so that um, I don't have, like, my physical address out there. So if somebody, yeah, for some reason – because you never know where stalkers are going to come from. Yeah, you know, I mean, who true. knows? I that's mean, I, I'm, I'm not really important enough for anybody to stalk me, but you never know. <laughs> but That's I've the become, kind of thing you want to be proactive about. Mm -hmm. I've become so paranoid that I don't even publish the PO address so what is the point the only you don't thing publish I get... your PO address. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do wait by the... <laughs> wait by the post office for you to come in and check it I know she'll come today I know she will <laughs> the other thing you could do is you can always send it to work uh -huh. which is safer too yeah, uh, I if, if you don't work want people to know where you work though. yeah mm -hmm. well yeah, I guess they could follow you home from work. Oh my God, you're like turning into like a whole suspense author here. No, I yeah. just like I don't have my real last well, name do out you know? there. I don't have my physical address out there. I yeah, just, you know. Do you know how to find out who somebody is without mm -hmm. knowing who they are, and, and all you have is a PO box? What? You send them a big package, mm -hmm. like bright, bright red colored paper on it, right? <laughs> Seriously, you send it to the P.O. box and then uh -huh. you sit there and you wait until they pick it up and you can't miss them because they're walking out with this big red thing. Sure, if you're That's how you ID Marlo, them. Marlo, but I mean, like, why? 
We're romance. Who cares? Nobody's gonna like the worst we get is that, if you go to yeah. a conference and people like you know follow you around. <laughs> even even then, it's kind of flattering. You're like, hey, nobody cares who I am at home. <laughs> it's very exciting to have a stalker. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're getting yeah. really off track. I, I might be. <laughs> we're like, you know, I'm so glad I listened to We'll Write for Wine because it's uh-huh. just fascinating all the time. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for the question, Gretchen. <laughs> to get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums or send us an MP3 like Gretchen did and mm-hmm. we get to hear your voice on the show, which mm-hmm. is very exciting for us. It is. And hopefully it is. exciting for you, too. Yeah. And a little break <laughs> I was for us. Right for wine. Woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, on our last show, uh, we will answer all outstanding questions. Yes. So send mm-hmm. them. And they could be questions about the show, about us, as long right. as they're not too personal. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there are things you're better off not knowing about us. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell them what you said in the break? Can I tell them? <laughs> All right, it's fine. the middle of August, and Sam's having a hot flash in front of She goes, pardon me while I take off my pants. Like, Usually when I hear that, it's in a completely different context. And that's the type of excitement that happens between that's the blocks. That's what you missed. Yes, that's what you that's missed. Why, aren't you glad we edited that? And I, you know, I... I said that'd make a, one of our great lines because everybody is like talking about the best lines from the oh, show. Oh, the from best all the lines shows. from the show, yeah. right? Exactly. Pardon me, Pardon while, me I while I take, take off, off my, my pants. pants. <laughs> I think it's going to shoot right to number one of all the charts. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, okay. anyway, now we're moving on to our next big segment, which is Take It Away, Mac. This week in. The forums. Thanks, Thanks Mac. Mac. <laughs> this week on the forums, the hot topics were truly a pimp. Whiffer gathering at RWA Nationals with loads of pictures, and you mm-hmm. guys are all gorgeous. I oh, can't believe that. They are. Good looking bunch, the Whiffers. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? Well, I knew. Well, Kate on the forums also got the call, the call. which we're all very excited about. Absolutely. Uh, crocheted Firefly, which is also very exciting. <laughs> and uh, Sam's contest for the Out of Time, because Out of Time is out now. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. We're all very excited. And mm-hmm. we're all very happy for Kate. Yes. For getting the Our call. Katie, I know. Which is Katie and wonderful. I wrote together. We, we met while I was writing Time Off for Good Behavior. Mm-hmm. And she was writing another book, which was really, really fun. I loved her book that she wrote that year. She's really, really talented. And she's just been yes. working all this time to get published. And she got the call. And we're all so excited. She's yes. going to have her book out yes. next year. So, yay. Yep. So, go on the forums. We actually have a new little, like, uh, mm-hmm. topic thingy for right. good mm-hmm. news. So, yes. if, if you... You finish your manuscript if you, you send an out yeah so you get an agent you send out your manuscript you rejection, or whatever agent rejections are good news too they really yes. are especially if they're like the personal rejections where they tell you you know please submit again and that kind of yes. thing it's always good news so yes very yes, good yes. Mm-hmm. so uh we have a new topic out there so flock yes flock yes. to the new topic okay <laughs> and be sure to sign up to win the diamond and white gold necklace for my contest right. which is absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. yep so just it go to really my website is. it's beautiful so yep. yes we have uh, 172 members to date. Oh my god! So welcome, newfers, and holy crap! I know. <laughs> Who knew? 
tweeted. <laughs> I keep expecting that number to start like going down. I know. People, like, people are going to be like, you know what? I'm very sick of you guys just sitting there chatting about P.O. boxes. Like, I don't listen to you to hear about P.O. boxes, you know? So, like, I'm leaving. Bye. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and yet people keep coming. It's awesome. It's it wonderful. Amazing. So, thank you, everybody, for coming yes. and joining our little community, which I, is way bigger than I ever thought it would be. But it's yeah. small and nice and cozy in terms yes. of, like, internet communities. You know, internet communities get too big. They kind of lose some of that. And uh-huh. this is just a really, really great group, you know, core group of people. So mm-hmm. definitely, you know, if you signed up and never posted, come on and post and oh, get involved. Yes. Introduce yourself. If you yourself. haven't signed up yet, you know, come on in because it's a really wonderful, supportive, fun, funny group of people. It is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, now it's time to take a short break. And hopefully this will be the last time we do the B-Block tonight. <laughs> Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. Right <laughs> for what? And we're still cracking up about the, pardon me while I take off my pants. <laughs> it's such a funny phrase. I have to use it in a book. <laughs> okay, all the whippers writing tomorrow, use pardon me while I take off my pants. Oh, yes. <laughs> Put it in your writing. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, this is a C block, and tonight mm-hmm. we're going to discuss endings. Right. It's something we haven't really uh, talked about much. No. But, you know, here we were t- talking for almost like 60 shows and what you do to lead up to the ending <laughs> and everything that you work for to build to the ending. And we never really hit on, like, the actual endings themselves. Right, right. <laughs> so tonight, that's what we've got on the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start by answering a few basic questions, uh, such as what makes... Oh, we're going to only answer one basic question. <laughs> But we're going to refill while we do it, and it'll seem like a lot of questions, but it's really just the one. Oh, man. I can't even, like, see. Pardon me while I count the questions. (laughs) That's just never not going to be funny. I know. I know. Definitely got to be a t-shirt. All right. All right. Would that be like the funniest T-shirt you ever saw? Can you imagine we, seeing we somebody have to make it now? Pardon me while I take off my pants. And you have this right. woman who is all turning red and sweating, and that would yeah, that'd be perfect. And every woman would totally get it. The guys would be like, "What?" I'm at a pause. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh yes, yes. Oh, all right. Man. All right. So let's start by answering a very basic question, uh-huh. which is what makes a good ending? Mm-hmm. All right. A good ending has everything to do with the reader. 
Right. Um, in the book, you made the reader a promise, a promise mm -hmm. that we would give them an ending based on the story that you told. Mm -hmm. And the ending has to deliver on that promise. But mm -hmm. uh, we've all read books that blow the ending. Mm -hmm. And, I, and right. I'll tell you, nothing pisses you off more than getting totally invested in a story and characters only to have the ending be silly or flip or stupid mm -hmm. or boring or pad or easy or out of character or abrupt or whatever. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, essentially, like, this is, uh, the, uh, there's there's kind of two parts to the ending. There's mm -hmm. the climax, and then there's the resolution that follows it. Right. You know, because the climax is, like, the end-all, be-all. That's the scene where everything kind of, you know, blows up, and your character has to make the really important choice. Right. You know, your character has, like, the one thing that they got to do. And um, so, and then that, that folds into the resolution, which is, like, that little bit afterwards that kind of shows you what, what happened to the character afterwards. Mm -hmm. So. So, um, and basically, when it comes to endings, there there are two kinds of writers: those who know the ending when they start to uh, write to it, the plotters, mm -hmm. and those who meander their way into an ending that is as much a surprise <laughs> to them as it is to the reader. And those are the pantsers. <laughs> and here's the thing: like, I don't think it matters um, how you got there, so long as your ending is emotionally satisfying for the reader. You want to build up to a climax that will meet their expectations, that will challenge your um, your protagonist. You know. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to anger a reader more than going through a whole book expecting one thing, like, say, a happy ending. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, getting to the end and suddenly, like, everybody's dead and yeah. the dogs run away. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody stole a truck and everything sucks. You know? <laughs> be conscious of the expectations that you're setting up in the beginning and just be sure that you meet them. Right. And we had a little discussion on the forums about uh, plotters and people who know the endings and people who don't. Right. And actually, be, even though I'm a plotter... Mm -hmm. There are times when I I don't actually see all of the ending. Mm -hmm. It may right. change through the story based mm -hmm. on the characters, or if I think of something better. Right. If I think of a mm -hmm. better ending than the one I originally thought I'd use, then I'm using the better one. Oh God, the ending yes. that's in my synopsis it's is never the same. Like, no, it's not even not the same. <laughs> Mine is like nightmare bad. Mine is like the kind of thing where you're like, what? You know, I have no idea how I've ever sold a book. Honestly, I think that they're just like, you know, we understand pantsers. We totally get it. Uh -huh. It'll be better when it comes in, right? You know, and they're just kind of taking a leap of faith because right. I've read my synopses for like my old, you know, my other books. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my God, mm -hmm. the, the original idea that I have about where it's going to end. Um, is usually pretty bad. I'm less of a pantser now than I was, you know, even last year or the year before, mm. you know. So now I have some kind of idea about how I want the structure to build and what I want it to go to. But still, right. I mean, everything that I do is still... Um, you know, it, it's still something that I just, I kind of, you know, figure out as I go along and it becomes more clear to me. Right. You know, as I go, I may have some kind of vague idea about what I'm going to do, mm -hmm. but I really don't know until I get there. Right. And you a know, lot of times. There's so much stuff that comes in as a surprise that you kind of add on the fly and then ends up being important later. Right. You know, so. exactly. Mm -hmm. And and that also applies to the crisis too, because um, mm -hmm. I, I find sometimes that I think I'm going to go in one direction and then the crisis actually turns out to be in a little a bit different right. area than I thought it right. was going to be in the story. And so. that's totally normal. And it is. That. Yes, you know, yes. and if you don't do that, if, you, if you're if you so stick to the plot kind of, mm. I think you miss a lot of good stuff. Absolutely. You know. Yep. So. And I will mm -hmm. even say that being a plot. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. The ending has everything to do with the GMC, which is the goal, motivation, and conflict of your right. characters. Mm -hmm. And we've discussed GMC to death and we've mm -hmm. discussed character to death. Mm -hmm. Your ending has to bring all of those pieces together. Mm 
So by the end, your characters must have conquered or at least faced their demons and come out a changed person. Right. Mm -hmm. If your character walks away the same person they did when they first stepped into the book, you've blown not only your ending, but your book as well. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when you know that you've got a problem. If you get to the end of the book and your character doesn't change, then, then you may have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If your character changes, but then changes back at the end, you know, to the way they were, it's the same thing. Exactly. What's the point? Yes. Right. Why did <laughs> I go through this whole thing with <laughs> That's you? right. If nothing changes. Right. If mm-hmm. they didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. So the ending must show the reader how far the character has evolved by the choices they mm-hmm. make and the reasons for those choices. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this was established in the GMC throughout the stories, which you've been mm-hmm. building your whole emotional story on. Right. So you mm-hmm. must complete this circle and resolve all the conflicts for your main characters. That's internal, external, and relationship. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's not important that your character actually reach the goal that she set for herself in the beginning. Yes. Specifically. You know, I mean, things change. Right. Some way they change for some writing, they'll, they'll change for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but she needs to be in a new, better, stronger place from where she started. The journey has to mean something. Mm-hmm. You know, now you'll argue and you'll be right. Some books are just the same silly antics over and over again. And the main character never grows or changes <laughs> and people still love them. Well, you know, maybe. Some people hit oil and stay in the same spot and it works for them, you know. But, and please forgive me, as I'm sure I'll piss some people off for saying this, that's dancing, not storytelling. Mm. You know, there are great dancers out there who tell silly little stories that don't advance, and they're funny and amusing, and there's nothing wrong with spending an afternoon reading a book that dances around you. But story doesn't dance around you. It takes you somewhere. It is the dance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking about real story where characters change and they evolve, and there's, there's something that they've gone through that is essentially what, what a book is is it is the most important period in that character's life. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the most important... Um, moment. Right. Yeah. Like that. This is the pivotal moment of that character's entire life. Mm-hmm. And so it, it needs to mean something. It needs to be important. If I'm going to make you sit with me for 400 pages, you know, I need to give you something that's going to be an experience for you. And if it's just the same thing from beginning to end... And it's the same character, and there's no growth, there's no change, there's no arc, there's no lesson, there's no nothing, then it's, you know, it's a waste of your time. Right, right. I think. I agree. You know, although the dancing books are good, too. I mean, the dancing books have their place, and they're fun. It's just not what we're talking about, really. And it's not what I get excited about. I mean, I get excited about characters that evolve and grow and change, you know, throughout the, the process of the book, so. Right. All right. Uh, the ending has everything to do with the genre. Mm -hmm. Now, you know how you can tell... If you're reading a romance versus something else, Mm -hmm. the romance conflict is always resolved last. Mm -hmm. If your ending is of the hero standing over the villain's body, Mm -hmm. and that's the end, Mm -hmm. then it's not a romance. At least in Mm -hmm. our world. Sorry, but that's Mm -hmm. the way it is. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that, with your hero standing over the villains. But if you Right, it's just mean that that's a thriller. Right. The thing is, is that there's there's lots of elements that you'll have. You'll have romance with thriller elements. You have a thriller with romance elements. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that it it depends on what is the most important. Whatever is the most important part of that book is what it's going to end on. Right. You know, so um, so so that's what it is mainly. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it... if. If you do have that ending and you're trying to write a romance, it's they're going to ask for revisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Right. right. Um, so, uh, you know, you just have to be aware of what you're writing and what mm-hmm. genre you're, you're writing in. Mm-hmm. And you still want to resolve all the conflicts no matter what. 
mm-hmm. you know, the emotional, Absolutely. the internal, mm-hmm. the external, you know, any, any relationships, whatever. You need to resolve mm-hmm. those conflicts or at least show the reader that they are now resolvable, that the character right. is now They're able. They're on a path that's going to lead them to yes. the place yes. they need to be, right? And some, some genres are just more structured than others. Mm-hmm. So just know which one you're writing. Okay. Well, now, see, I think genre is really about ending rather than the ending being about the genre. Mm. And here, here's why. I mean, it's a little cart before the horse. It's chicken and egg, and it's all semantics, and doesn't really matter. But, I mean, uh, the thing is, is that genre is really about marketing. Genre is about where the bookstore is going to stock it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it also sets up reader expectation. If somebody yes. goes and they pick a book out of, you know, the romance aisle, then they expect certain things. They mm-hmm. expect happy ending, you know, essentially, and they expect it to be focused mainly on the romance rather than the other plots right so those are the expectations that are going to be set up but when you're writing the book i'm not sure that you need to know what genre it is i think that when you end the book the way that you want to end it yes um then you send it out to somebody and then they decide what genre it is unless of course you've already signed a contract that says you're going to write this genre (laughs) yeah but but you know i mean but the thing is like a a story like i know that when i write a story it's going to have romance and it's going to have a happy ending Mm -hmm. so i mean i can sign a contract and be like okay this is where i'm going to go but i think that you know especially before before you're publishing or before you've really, you know, written yourself into a corner the way mm-hmm. that we do when we sign a contract that says we'll deliver all these books, um, <laughs> then you really have the freedom to not think about that, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes it can be, it's hard to combine the realities of publishing with the creative part of of writing because you know I kind of I believe the stories are found things like they're you know you pluck them out of the ether it's a writer's job to dust them off and um, you know and present them Mm -hmm. you know and hopefully if we're any good at what we do we won't damage it too much (laughs) in the process we'll completely destroy (laughs) the relic (laughs) so it's just a piece of crumbling rock but anyway um, so I mean I think that once you pick a story out I mean it kind of is what it is and Mm -hmm. you just need to dust it off and figure that out but genre is really kind of an aftermarket thing I mean it's just it's after right. you've sent it out, then somebody decides it's a romance and they and they publish it that way. Right. Yeah. But so. like we said, if you are writing on contract, you need mm-hmm. to know the genre. Well, you, you know, need, yeah. you should know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what you need to think about when writing an ending. Sometimes when you're writing a story, you know the ending. You mm-hmm. see it. You understand it. And even though you aren't there yet, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, you know it what it will be based on your character's goal, motivation, and conflict, what Mm -hmm. they need, what you are promising the reader. Right. Now, other times you don't know the ending. Mm -hmm. And usually in this case, it's because either the GMC isn't yet refined Mm -hmm. or the scene specifics just haven't gelled yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, you know, which is all fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. written books and, and, you know, figured out the GMC as I'm writing. Right. So exactly. it's just mm-hmm. sometimes that's the way it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. plotters and pantsers, baby. I mean, this is when the rubber hits the road. You know? <laughs> I mean, even in my most pantsed books, by three quarters of the way through, I knew my ending cold. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain point where if you don't know your ending, it's really a sign of big problems in the front nine. Exactly. You know? I mean, in which case, you just you go back, you reread it, you try to get the big picture, keeping in mind what you as a reader would want from this book. You know, if you picked it off the shelf, what would you want? Mm-hmm. Um, because in the end, it's really all about the reader's experience. Right. So you just want to make sure that their experience is a good one. 
Right. No. So, which which leads into what to do if you can't find mm-hmm. your ending. Um, go back to your GMC chart or character profile or, or little scraps of paper like Lonnie has, or <laughs> figure out <laughs> figure out or or just read the book and figure out what mm-hmm. would best resolve your protagonist's goal mm-hmm. based on the struggle he's endured. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask your beta readers for input. You know, mm-hmm. um, what do they want to see happen? Because the readers, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ask your characters what would make them whole. Now, do mm-hmm. this when nobody else is in the room. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just do saying. Do you actually have, like, physical conversations with your characters? Um, no. Because this is new no. information No, if I do, they're <laughs> telepathic. Yes. I have yeah. little scenes, you know. Uh-huh. Like, I put them, I actually will take the character and put them in one option mm-hmm. and just watch it like a movie yeah. and be, you know, like, how does this work? And then, yeah. you know, take them and put them in another option mm-hmm. and watch it and see how it works. Right. And, um, so, I mean, there's things you can do with that, just, you know, basically, right. but a lot of people do, they fill out like, um, questionnaires, they write emails as their characters. Yeah. Are there, you know, you have your character characters. write a letter to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's I've... lots of things you can do kind of playing with your characters that yep. way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And number four, which is what Lonnie said, uh, try out different scenarios right. to see mm-hmm. what works best. And I've done mm-hmm. this where I've like, you know, I could go in this direction or we could go in this direction or, you know, right. which mm-hmm. one is going to work best. Yeah. So. Kiss all the frogs. Oh, yeah. Now, when to know you have the right ending. Mm-hmm. You may not know when it's right, but you should feel when it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so, so you might not know, you might not even know what is wrong with it. But you mm-hmm. should kind of feel that it's not quite right. Mm-hmm. All right. So a good ending will help to build your writing career. Mm-hmm. A bad ending will make that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a reader who has invested time, money, and empathy into your book will be hesitant to buy you again if you blow the ending. Mm-hmm. So the ending should be as important as the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. A good rule of thumb. If the ending makes you want to read it again, even after you've read it a thousand times, mm-hmm. then you got it. I was actually just, just did the copy edits for Dogs and Goddesses. Uh-huh. And um, the ending, I have to say, I'm sorry. I know I was involved in it, but still, it's sublime. It is just, I love this ending. And every time I read that sequence of, of scenes that kind of lead into the climax, you know, mm-hmm. um, I still get so emotionally involved yes. in that book and let me tell you something about dogs and goddesses i mean this is the collaboration that i did with jenny cruzy and ann stewart and um they're brilliant and wonderful we worked on it for like a year i have written more and done more work on this book where i wrote one third of it than <laughs> any book where i wrote the whole thing like because there's just so much work that, and so much rewriting i have never mm. rewritten anything to the extent that i rewrote this book i mean at at a certain point i was like you know what i'm done i'm done i can't rewrite anymore you know Mm -hmm. so i mean to be able to go back through that and enjoy it so much as a reader you know because i've had quite a bit of time now we finally we handed it in a couple months ago and we just got the copy edits now so i had that kind of space yes and i went back and read it again i was just like you know this is awesome Mm -hmm. like i just loved it and that happens with actually um Almost all my endings. Yeah, my endings with, too. You know, I have, I, I have one, I have two notable exceptions that I'm not going to mention because people out there might like them and, and if they work for you, great. But um, I have two exceptions in books where I feel like the ending fell flat and I, I know why looking at it and uh-huh. I kind of figured out, you know, what that is, which is good. I mean, if you yes. screw something up, you screwed up, things get screwed up, it happens, you know, yeah. and um, life goes on and a lot of times people will really enjoy it even if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and people really, I've had people email me about both of these books and like, I love them and I'm like, great. 
I'm so glad, you know, because I think they're horribly flawed. Um, but, uh, but I mean, the, the thing is, is that the ending, you know, you've got it when every time you read it, you're like, ah, oh. yes. you know, when, when you get into the book and you're starting to do revisions and you can't wait to get to that scene because it's yes. just so flipping good. Like, you know, I have that in a couple of my books where I just, I love the ending so much mm-hmm. that I just, no matter how many times I've read the book, I can't wait to get to the ending. Yeah. And that's when you know you've got it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And and that's the way I feel about Out of Time. Oh, Even my God. Out of Time. Scene, oh, my last scene. God. I love that book. It's in stores now, guys. You've got to go. If you haven't bought it yet, you have to go and get it. I mean, I'm serious. I know it's like, oh, shilling the books or whatever. But I mean, honestly, like, I love this book. I absolutely love this book. It's so good. Thank you. And it's just, <laughs> so it's just one of my favorites. But the ending oh, yeah. was just mm-hmm. so so perfect and you know what was so good too without spoiling it at all for the people who haven't read it yet go yeah. run out it's in Barnes and Noble now <laughs> um is uh the thing about that ending is that it was so natural and organic it wasn't one of these like endings that you've seen a thousand times yeah you know, it was really necessary to the characters it pushed them to the absolute brink of their limits mm-hmm. um you know it's a really fabulous and it's a nice you know, worked out ending. I mean, it, yes. the climax just goes on and on. Oh, and yeah. On. Like all good climaxes do. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me while I take off my pants. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry when I was saying that, I was like, ah, oh, you know, there's the joke. It's sitting right there. And I can't not do it. Um, but anyway, no, I mean, the, the thing is that it was just, it was just such a well done ending and th- yeah. that's how I feel about the dogs and goddesses one too mm-hmm. is that it, you know it was it was extended it went on and it you know delved into everything and it stretched all three of the main characters and it right. you know and I, I think that that's just it's so important that you really fulfill you know the ending and mm-hmm. actually you know now is a really good time to talk about Dr. Horrible oh did you watch the third part no I didn't yet ah okay oh. sorry <laughs> Because I should have talked to you about it. I was uh-huh. like, oh, gosh, we should talk about Dr. Horrible. Because Dr. Uh-huh. Horrible was the uh, Joss Whedon um, uh, internet event, you know, mm-hmm. show that we were all talking about, about the uh, Neil Patrick Harris, a.k.a. Doogie Howser, yes. was playing the uh, the evil villain, the mad scientist, you know, who just was failing everything. <laughs> and, you know, he had Captain Hammer, who was the good guy, who was, you know, horrible and rotten and evil. And he was in love with the girl and all this kind of stuff. It was great music, great everything. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before the ending. And then the ending came and people were, you know, spoiler alert. I'm not going to give anything specific, but just yeah. let you know, I'm going to kind of give a little bit away, um, was not what a lot of people expected. And uh. so because people, there was, I mean, there were some violent reactions. Ooh, and yeah. looking at it, looking at it now and mm-hmm. kind of going back and watching the whole thing again, I can see where he set up, this is not going to end well. Oh, you know, I even said it on my yeah. blog, I don't know how he's going to end this well. And yeah. I thought, because I'm so stupid, and even though I've watched all of Joss Whedon, and I mm-hmm. know how the man's mind works, and I love him, <laughs> but, you know, I was so, like, thunderstruck just you know hit in a blind spot by this ending and then I look back and I think oh god but he did set that up yeah and so I think that if you really want to talk about endings and we can do this on the will write for wine forums if you guys mm-hmm. want because I think it's a great example of um, setting up expectations right of fulfilling the expectations of playing with tone mm-hmm. and the different things that you can do with tone because there's a lot of times where you set up a tone that's really light and funny but then you can have some very heavy dramatic moments mixed in I think that that's when the light 
light and funny becomes even funnier. Yes. It's when you've got that real hard drama, mm -hmm. you know, with it. And that's something that I really like to explore in my books. And you've got you know, people getting killed and stuff happening. Everything's crazy with these mixed with these really, really hilarious moments, you know, that are, you know, I mean, you look at Polly from, um, oh, you know, yes. out of time inside unseen, who's like one of my favorite characters. And he's so funny. He's definitely comic relief, you know, yeah. but, um, but he's very real at the same time. He's, mm -hmm. and, and something about the contrast between these really, really dark moments, you know, and this really difficult story. Right. And then, um, you know, where these people are really challenged in areas of life and death which is about <laughs> as big as it gets you know and then there's all this funny stuff and then you know I have the stuff where everything's like light and funny and then there's these real yes. deep, dramatic and you, know, you do those moments, really you know? well yes. so I think that when you mix those things you can kind of contrast but whatever tone it is that you set up in the beginning that's what you have to fulfill at the end yes you know and so it's I think that Dr. Horrible is a, a really great place to discuss Mm -hmm. endings and expectations and um you know what happens so if you've watched it or if you haven't watched it or you have opinions you know you can find it you can still get it it's on hulu h-u-l-u.com which is free you can watch it there uh you can download it on itunes and if you've watched it or if you want to watch it and talk about it and talk about endings we can do a discussion on the the wiffer forums at willwriteforwine.com slash forward slash forum yep and um we can talk about it there because i think it's a great example of um of endings and, and mm -hmm. climax and all that kind of stuff. So Right. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm done with that part. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be a really short segment tonight. And then I got oh, on And something. all I can say is go. I hope it tapes. All right. <laughs> oh, God, no kidding. <laughs> Criminy. Pardon me. You go ahead while I pour take a breath and uh, wraps up another interesting C block. Hang on, we'll be right back, we hope. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Emmy James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible. Attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job, wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now, wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we just like yay. I, always, I can't even like not yay say ourselves. yay ourselves. Yeah. I know! Yay! Yay us! <laughs> well, now it's time to give away free stuff. Just head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. 
Yes, each month we pick one lucky winner for everyone who contacts us in any way. We're easy. And then mm -hmm. we give them prizes. And who knows, it could be you. Yes, for July mm -hmm. we had a signed copy of Out of Time by Samantha Graves and a Will mm -hmm. Ride for Wine official refrigerator magnet. Mm -hmm. And since this is our first show in August, it's time to announce the winner, who is Karen with a Y. C A. R-Y-N, because we have a lot of Karens. Right. We yes. do have a couple of Karens to be like, hey, <laughs> I'm so excited to be like, oh, no, that wasn't you, honey. I it's know. It's a C-A-R-Y-N, Karen. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, Karen. Yes. Email us with your address so we can send you your prize out. Yes. And now, as you all know, we only have two more episodes to go. And because it's our final giveaway, we're mm -hmm. doing something very cool, very special. Yes. Our mm -hmm. final Will Ride for Wine giveaway includes... Um, what do we have? We got the teddy bear. Got the teddy bear. Oh, right. oh, mm -hmm. we have a teddy bear with a right. little Will Ray for Wine T-shirt. So cute. Really, <laughs> really cute. And we have a woman's uh, T-shirt uh -huh. to give away. Mm -hmm. yes. And anything else I can think of to throw in. Right. Well, it'll be a like surprise a giveaway. It'll be. Yeah. We don't whatever, even know. Whatever Will Ray for Wine stuff we have that we haven't given away yet, it's going in the box. It's going in the box. <laughs> So to enter, we make it easy. Just talk to us. Email us at feedbackwillwriteforwine.com or comment on the website or go to the mm -hmm. forums. We'll be announcing the winner on the last show, which is August 22nd. Right. Mm -hmm. So be sure to send us uh, your emails or comments now. Right. Um, and up next, we have the dun 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 <laughs> you think we'll get that right on the last show? Never. No, probably it's not. never going to happen. <laughs> it is one of those impossibilities. I have a better chance of winning the lottery. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Well, so, that's all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lottie, how'd you do this week? Well, I have to tell you, I'm in serious thinking mode on the new project. You know, I've been writing some stuff, and I've been thinking about the storyline and kind of getting into the thing. I've been mm -hmm. watching a lot of, of movies because there's kind of a movie theme in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, And I've been doing a lot of sewing and knitting, oh. which actually is, you know, the creative work. Because while yes. I sew and I knit, I think about, you know, the book and everything. So I count it. So I think maybe I should start, you know, marking my progress <laughs> and projects accomplished. Like I two pairs of socks in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, two aprons, a couple of skirts, a couple of dresses for the girls, and a shirt oh, that I designed excellent. myself, excellent. which I'm so excited about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Fun. That sounds <laughs> <about> fun. <laughs> no pages. <laughs> but, no. you know, everybody's got an apron in the house, so we're That's good. right. <laughs> How about you? Well, I didn't do any writing, but I did mm -hmm. do some reading. Yeah, uh, as good. you know, I went uh -huh. on vacation, which yeah. was uh, just way too much work getting mm -hmm. down there and getting mm -hmm. back. But uh, the vacation mm -hmm. itself was really nice. I got to sit on mm -hmm. the beach and read books and read uh -huh. magazines, good. and I just, you know, I had a blast. Really, that's a good time. It's important it to is. read a lot while you're writing because mm -hmm. it just inspires so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also on like a creative. I, I, I'm waiting for the answers on two proposals that are out. Right. So or three. So you're uh, in I don't a know how many of us. Yes. You're so. But I, I have all this restless, like, creative energy. Right. Uh -huh. So today I went to Joanne Fabrics. Right. And I'm oh wandering through the store, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, what can I do that doesn't involve mm -hmm. buying, like, $1,000 worth of supplies, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. And uh -huh. I, I found that all their curtain rods were on sale. 
like seventy five percent off or something, mm-hmm. something insane. So, mm-hmm. um, so got the curtain rods. Of course, I had to have the fabric. So I get the fabric, and then I had to, to, yeah, you know. So it's kind of, so it's really kind of snowball, didn't it? Yes, yes. So I'm going to be making curtains and painting right. for for mm-hmm. for this weekend anyway. Oh, well, that's good. Yep, and I signed up for my first college class. Oh, yay. Yay. Which so should be really fun. So That is going to be fun. All yeah. right. Well, good for you. Yeah. That's all good stuff. It is. Right. Oh, oh, and I it went was... out today and saw Out of Time on the shelves. Oh, yeah. For the first time. Yay. Oh, I love that. The first time you see the new book on the shelves, it's always exciting. I know. It, well, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting. It's also a big relief. Right. <laughs> that, that it's and there. That, uh-huh. it, that it was there. It got shipped. It got shipped to the right, right place. Mm-hmm. It's in the right mm-hmm. section. All those mm-hmm. wonderful things. And I get to sign it and everything. So that oh, was yay. that was very exciting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. All right. All right. Well, now it is time for our weekly challenge. Every mm-hmm. week at the end of the D block, we will either do a killer word or the wine card challenge, thus highlighting our vast ignorance and hopefully making you all feel better about yourselves. So this week it's the wine card challenge. <laughs> and I'm just trying to think how many more of these do we have? <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, Sam, hit me. All right. I'm going to give you an easy one. All right, good. True or false? I like easy. Mm-hmm. True or false? Get a fifty percent okay. chance already. <laughs> I'm still gonna screw it up. <laughs> but thank you for having that much faith. Uh-huh. <laughs> a white what? wine can be made from red grapes. True or false? That's true. They take the skin off because it's the skin that has all the color. You in. are absolutely right. Oh, yay! yay! Good job. I, they talked about that at the. Oh, you picked that on purpose. When we went to the wine wine uh, country <laughs> last year. They told us that. I want you to feel good about yourself. Oh, well, that, <laughs> I don't feel good now. You think you have to give me an no. easy question in actually, order to make me feel good thanks, about myself? Actually, thanks to menopause, I completely forgot that they oh. mentioned that at the wine tour. So there you go. It says white wines are often made from mm-hmm. red grapes. How? Mm-hmm. The red color comes from the skin. So when mm-hmm. winemakers produce a white wine from red grapes, they remove the skins quickly after after crushing. So right. there you go. So there I you. and uh-huh. I didn't even remember. <laughs> no recollection of that whatsoever. <laughs> Well, I remembered it somehow. So, hey, Pardon me know. while I take off right. my pants. Okay. Pardon me while I take off my pants. All right. So now I've got one for you as well, which is a true or false. Oh, yay. In the Bible, Noah gets drunk on wine. True or false? True or false. Noah gets drunk on wine. Ah, oh, you know that Noah, he was a little crazy. He was a little, and he did have all those animals. So if I were Noah... I, I totally would, t- well, yeah. would have gotten if drunk If I were on anybody, wine. though. I mean, if I was anybody, I'd be, if I was Mother Teresa, I'd be drunk on yeah. wine. So, hence why I'm not Mother Teresa. <sighs> Let me see. One of a million reasons. I'll say false. Oh, true. Really? I was going to say yes. true, and then I thought, no, it you wouldn't should. be true. Absolutely. Everybody oh. was drinking. Jesus was turning water into wine in That's the Bible. true. You can, you, they drank they a lot. They knew how to party. Those people knew how to party. <laughs> All right. Yes, it's true. In Gen- uh, Genesis 9, 2021, 20, mm-hmm. Noah, the tiller of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. So go, Noah. Go, Noah. Awesome yes. idea. He drank of the wine and became drunk, and he uncovered himself within his tent. So apparently, <laughs> pardon me, pardon while, me I while I take off my pants, actually originated with Noah. Who knew? Okay. A bunch of people are going to get really angry at us for joking around about the Bible. It's I, okay. I'm We're going to hell. Hey. That's where all the fun people are. Yeah, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yeah, no, I'm Catholic. And 
I think it's hysterical. So, okay. With me while I take off my pants. Let's start it with Noah. There you go. <laughs> it's another educational vlog. And Lottie, all say. of a sudden, Lottie gets struck by lightning. I know. <laughs> Well, whatever. It was fun while it lasted. Anyway, we're going to go drink our sorrows away like Noah. Go, Noah. Take off our pants. You know, whatever. (laughs) We'll be right back. Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. Well, it's time for Last Call here on Will Write for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did. <laughs> right. I doubt and it, but... <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Don't forget to send in your wine suggestions. Or questions. Or just general commentary on the show. We love to hear from you. The whiffers are the best thing that ever came out of this crazy idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, the email address. <laughs> <laughs> just take off I your pants at willwriteforwine.com. I was a little busy, you know. Um... Email address is feedback at willwriteforwine.com. And the forums are at willwriteforwine.com slash forums. Forum. Forward slash forums. (laughs) (laughs) Just go to willwriteforwine.com and click. You'll find it eventually. (laughs) Now that we've got our final words of wisdom to carry you through until our next show. Sam, what do you have? Mine is the end is not a destination. It's a journey. Ooh, very nice. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very existential. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and mine is uh, the best ending always sets your characters on a path to a new beginning. Amen. There you go. Yep. And next week we'll have a show. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have no idea what it's going to be. Well, actually, what y'all I asked think. For. Well, what I are think we doing next week? We're doing improv next week. <gasps> oh, that's right. Because yes. we have improv in this last show. So we have to do improv next week. Yeah. Yes. What are we going to so, improv? All right, you guys go to the forums oh, yes. and tell us what to improv. And we'll figure mm-hmm. something out there. Oh, man. Because <laughs> we have no idea. We have no idea. We're yeah. improving the improv. Surprise us. Know. Next week mm-hmm. is writer improv. So you guys decide right. what you want us to do and then go to the forums and tell us. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> all right. All right. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, then write for one. Yeah. Right. Bye. Like Noah. Yes. <laughs> With no pants. <laughs> Wine and no pants. You know what that equals? <laughs> Babies. <Okay. laughs> I've been down that road before.
Will Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash wine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. And go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate. Or perhaps Colin first. Mmm. Ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like to get a cup of coffee.